I would challenge you to find uh, one graduate of the general seminary who uh, can make it through that hymn without getting a lump in his or her throat. It is a beautiful hymn. The words are actually written by uh, George Herbert, who was a, an English priest in the uh, 17th century and also a poet. And he penned these words during his life, and they were set to music not that long ago. In fact, the uh, priest who wrote this tune uh, just died last year. But it has become one of those uh, one of those pieces of music that, within a certain community, has uh, sort of grown its own legs, if you will. It's become this sort of sacralized thing. It's it's much more. Um, than, uh, than an alma mater or a fight song. It's something that is uh, a guidepost for us. It's sort of a, a lighthouse, if you will, a way of being, a song about a way of being that we hope uh, in our vocation uh, and in our studies and all that stuff that we do to prepare that we can kind of encapsulate it and, and, and go forth into the world and do these things that we sing about in our hymn. And so it's a very appropriate hymn, I think, to sing uh, after hearing or before hearing uh, the gospel passage that we heard today from John. This passage begins six days before the Passover. And of course, as you know, this is the fifth Sunday of Lent. It's the beginning of Passiontide, which is why the uh, crosses are now veiled. And six days before the Passover, uh, when Jesus went into Jerusalem, so next Sunday, of course, will be Palm Sunday, commemorating his triumphal entry into that city. But right before that, he's in Bethany. Now, Bethany is uh, not far away from, from the city of Jerusalem. And uh, you can go there today. And, of course, there's a church on the spot, which is purported to be where uh, Martha and Mary lived, and their brother Lazarus as well. And Jesus was there with his friends. And I I really love this image of Jesus having dinner with his friends because so often when we think of Jesus or when we hear the stories of his life, uh, he is doing something for others. He's he's preaching. He's traveling. Uh, People come to him because they want something. They want healing. They want to be delivered from uh, demonic possession. All kinds of things they want from Jesus. But here he is being served. Here he is just enjoying a meal with his friends. No one is expecting him to do anything, to perform a miracle. They're just there to enjoy one another's company. And so he's he's there with his friends, having dinner, having conversation, and of course, uh, as is their their uh, way. Uh, Martha is busy doing something, and Mary is at the feet of Jesus. And Mary is moved by whatever it is that he is saying to her, to them. And she begins to weep, and she takes this jar of costly uh, ointment, and she begins to anoint Jesus' feet with it and to wash his feet, uh, to wipe the ointment with her, her own hair. Uh, now, Mary is mentioned a couple times 
in scriptures. And both times, she's chastised for being attentive to Jesus. The other time, of course, again, Martha's busy in the kitchen, and she gets upset with her sister because she thinks that her sister is slacking in, in her duties and not helping out enough around the house. And Jesus, won't you tell her that she needs to help me? And he said to her, Martha, she has chosen the better part. And now here, we see her again, at, literally at the feet of Jesus, anointing them. And this time, it's Judas Iscariot. And take out whatever his, uh, whatever his, uh, his ideas were or his motivations for saying what he said. He chastises her as well for being attentive to Jesus. He says, shouldn't this ointment be sold and the money given to the poor? And scripture says he said that not because he cared, but because he was a thief and would steal the money that was kept in the common purse. But whether he did or didn't, Jesus says, leave her alone. She bought it so that she might keep it for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. And so what can Mary teach us in this moment in our journey during, during Lent, on the, sort of the eve of, of Holy Week, of Palm Sunday? I think it is this recognition of Jesus Christ as her Lord and Master, as the King of glory, the King of peace, and so in, this, in the words of George Herbert, I can, you know, I don't like to put words into people's mouths, especially people who can't speak for themselves, but I imagine something like this in her mind as she's contemplating Jesus Christ right there in her own house, at his feet, King of glory, King of peace, I will love thee. And that love may never cease, I will move thee. Thou hast granted my request, thou hast heard me. Thou didst note my working breast, thou hast spared me. And so Mary recognizes Jesus. She sees him, she gets it. So many of Jesus' disciples just didn't get it. They meant well, and eventually, of course, they do get it. But, but it takes a while, and, and you know, even during the story of of Holy Week, even during the time of Jesus' arrest and his trial and his scourging. The disciples deny him. They run away. They hide. Uh, the sons of Zebedee at one point, which uh, we, we listened to a story about them in our, our MLK sermon for this week. Uh, they argued over who would be the greatest, who could sit at his right hand and at his left. They didn't get it. But Mary did. Mary sat at his feet. She listened attentively to the words that he spoke. And then she anointed his, his own physical body. So what can we learn from Mary? We can learn about being aware of and attentive to the body of Christ. We say that on earth now, the body of Christ is the church. And you can think of the church as the building that we are in. You can think of the church as the people who are in the building. And you can think of the church as the mission that we have out into the world. All of those things 
are important and interdependent. We can't be like Judas and just say, oh, we should just sell all this and give the money to the poor. No, that, that really is short-sighted because, yes, we have to balance uh, care for the poor. Jesus himself calls us to care for the poor. That's not to say that we shouldn't do that. But what we have to struggle with and, and work with is this balance, this interdependent balance of what is the church, the building, the people, the mission. And within that sort of balance, to rec- always recognize the body of Christ, to always recognize that our calling is to care for the body of Christ. And so when we do that, like Mary, we can go out into the world. Now, we don't know what happened to Mary and Martha after these stories. Uh, they're just little snippets. And we're lucky to even know their names at all because most people, especially uh, women in the Bible, didn't get their names mentioned. So they were very important figures. But after the uh, death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we don't really know what happened. But again, I like to imagine, I like to hope that both Mary and Martha kept Jesus in their hearts. They kept his words and his memory, not just as a, as a souvenir, but as a way of life, as something that overflowed from their hearts into the world around them. I like to think that they continued that care of the body of Christ, even after his physical body was no longer with them, in caring for each other and their community and their world. So let us be like Mary. Mary, the sister of Martha, sister of Lazarus, friend of Jesus. Isn't that nice to think, to be a friend, to say, I'm a friend of Jesus. And follow her example. Recognize him as the king of glory. And like St. Paul in his words to the Philippians, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal of the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. Let us all press on as Mary and St. Paul, as all the holy ones, past and present, have and continue to do towards that goal of unity in God through Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.